Good morning, church. My name is Claire, and I'm so excited that you're joining with us online this morning. What a crazy week it's been. We're in lockdown. We're stuck in our homes. But the good thing is we can still praise Jesus in our homes. We can still lift his name up high, even in our homes. And the best thing about being in church this morning is that we can still gather, even though it's not physically, we can still gather online together. We can still be in community together this morning. So this morning, we need to be encouraged together. We need to be reminded how loved we are and, that, and remember that Jesus still reigns over all of our situations. So let me just pray this morning. Lord, we thank you that you're with us this morning. We thank you that we can still praise you in our homes and that we can still read the word and remember the truths that you've spoken over us. I pray today that we can be encouraged through the word and that you can speak to our hearts, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So church, this morning, the title of my message is When Your Heart is Burning. So I'm going to be covering four main points this morning. Number one, what does it look like to have a heart that's burning? Number two, being compelled to move in faith. Number three, the destroyers of a burning heart. And number four, looking back at the testimony and going back to the basics. So number one, what does having a heart on fire actually look like? John 16 verse 13 says this, When the Spirit of the truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. We need to allow the Holy Spirit into our lives. That's what it looks like when our hearts are burning. We need to let God transform us. Romans 12 verse 2 says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn and know, learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Let God transform you. Let Him change the way you think. Let Him change your heart. We need to recognize the power that lives in us. Romans 8 verse 11, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us too. Let's be encouraged by the power that lives in us. And next, we actually need to want to be on fire. You need to have a passion and a desire to burn for God. You're so much more than just sitting in a chair in a church service on a Sunday. You need to be passionate, church. We need to be going out into the world and being equipped and ready to share the good news. But before we can do that, we need to go home. We need to be reading the word. We need to be praying alone. We need to allow God to speak to us, to open up our heart and to let our hearts listen to what God is speaking over us. Allow God to consume every part of your life. Because the truth is fire catches. When we see other believers on fire, does that not encourage you to make, to make, oh, does that not encourage you to be completely on fire for God, to be completely consumed by Him and living for Him? We need to let God do the heart transformation so that our hearts can come alive with the full desires that God has for us. Stop being content or comfortable or settling from watching from the sidelines. Get into a position to allow God to speak to you. Let Him speak directly to your heart. Let Him fan into flame what He's given you. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 says this, This is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Allow God to move in your heart. 
when you're on fire, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It matters who you're burning for and what you're burning for, what your heart is set upon. Be desiring to live for him. Let him be the revealer of that passion and fire in your life. My second point, church, is being compelled to move in faith. We need to do something with what's burning in our hearts. We can't just stand around standing still because that's so easy. We can't be stagnant. We can't just be stuck. We need to be compelled to actually move in faith. If you have your Bible right now, we're going to open it and read Mark chapter 2 together. And it says this, When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head and lowered this man down on a mat, right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the paralyzed man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. These four men had faith. Their hearts were burning and they were compelled to move. They were compelled to do something. They were actioned in faith to see this man healed. They physically picked him up and carried him to Jesus to be healed. Now, this doesn't sound easy. I don't know the last time I physically picked someone up and carried them to the Lord and said, heal this man. I don't know the last time I, lit I, I literally carried someone to someone else. But it's not meant to be easy, but it can be done. It's not meant to be easy, but it's meant to be done. And I know it's so easy for us to say, oh, Lord, I'm so desperate to see the people around me saved. It's so easy to say, I want my friends healed. I want my family healed. I want this. I want that. But until we actually do something, church, until we have faith in our hearts, until we have that passion in our hearts being stirred, we're not going to move. We need to start putting into action the change we want to see. It says, seeing the faith, the paralyzed man was healed. The man was healed because of their faith. These four men could have easily ignored what was being stirred in their hearts. They could have walked straight past the paralyzed man. But instead, they had the faith to see healing. They had the faith to move. Faith is not just an action. It, sorry, it's not, is an action, not just an intention. Faith is a sacrifice, not just a word that we speak. Faith is a reality, not just an idea. Church, we need to keep praying. We need to keep believing and keep seeking. Let's be stirred into action in faith. My third point this morning is the destroyers of a burning heart. It's time for us to recognize the little foxes and weeds that begin to grow in our hearts.
The little foxes cause destruction and they destroy the good fruit on the vine. Song of Solomon 2 verse 15 in the King James Version says this, Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. There is good fruit that's in Oh, there's good fruit that grows on the vines. There's good fruit that grows in our hearts. But if we're not on guard, these little foxes see that delicious fruit and creep around. They spoil the vine. James 1 verse 21 says this. So, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your life and humbly accept the word, of, the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save souls. It's time for us to recognize what is in our hearts and what we're allowing to grow in our hearts. Are we allowing the weeds to grow and consume, consume us? Are we allowing and welcoming the mischievous little foxes in? We need to start taking ground and protecting what is burning in our hearts, allowing God to speak to us and growing healthy fruit in our hearts. So this candle right here, it's like our heart. It's it's exposed, it's, it's still burning though, it's still burning, we can see that. But the thing is, we can be fed the lies of the weeds and when we let these little foxes in, this is what it can look like. It's been blown out straight away. One little thing has caused this. It's completely out. Now, I don't know what your heart believes, the lies that you hear, what are the weeds trying to produce in your life? But they're things like, you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. What you're doing is not worth it at all. You're just a failure. There's no point in doing what you're doing. You're too young or you're too old. You should just stop. You're not making an impact. Stop giving. Stop being generous. Plus so many other lies that I'm sure you can think of right now. I encourage you to pray and ask God to reveal, release, and recognize the lies that have been spoken over your life and into your heart. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. But look at this candle here. We can see it's protected, so nothing can get in, nothing can disturb that flame or disrupt that flame. Our hearts are protect, protected. We get to listen to what God's speaking over us. We can apply the, the word in our life. We can live in truth. It will still be hard, but our flame won't be affected, church. Our flame will keep burning in our hearts. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy to keep that protected, but I'm saying it's worth it. It's worth it, right? It's so much easier to keep fueling the flame than having a flame that's burnt. Look at it's out. It's completely out. There's nothing I can do about it. We'll still be under spiritual attack, but our hearts will still be protected. Our hearts will be able to burn, remain ignited, still be on fire. And when the weeds try to take ground, they can be pulled out by the roots. When the foxes try to sneak back in, they will be noticed. They'll be scared off before they can even touch the vine. It's time for us to recognize the foxes. It's time for us to pull those weeds out of our hearts and start allowing our hearts to be on fire again. My fourth point today, it's time to remember the testimonies and getting back to the basics to keep the flame burning. I'm going to just share a quick testimony with you today and I hope that it encourages you. So a few weeks ago, I was at McDonald's and 
so random, just a random Friday night at McDonald's. And I saw a situation that I wish I didn't see. It was a bit of a shock and I just kept on thinking about it. But the situation reminded me why my heart was on fire and what it burns for. In the randomness of McDonald's, I was reminded. Later that night, I was praying and God reminded me that that's why I'm personally compelled to see a change in, in, our, in our community. God reminded me of that. Like, I need to keep praying for these young people of Port Lincoln because so much can happen. Generational curses can be broken, you know. We can see salvations. Schools can be one for Jesus. But I actually need to put into action what my heart's saying. I need to keep investing in these young people. Remember this. We can be reminded of the testimonies and the stories that are being shared, and they'll continue to be shared. Let's be encouraged by that. Remember why your heart burns and understand that is from God. Testimonies are there to encourage us and there to inspire us from what others have seen or what others have gone, gone through. We can be encouraged that God always comes through. God is always there. And I know if it wasn't for people in my life and the testimonies I've heard and seen, I wouldn't be where I am today. Daniel, Daniel 4 verse 2 says this, I want you all to know about the miraculous signs and wonders the Most High God has performed for me. We need to keep sharing our testimonies, church. I know for myself, I haven't always known God and I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I never went to church, but I've still been saved. If it wasn't for people in my life that had a burning desire in their hearts, I wouldn't be here. I know that my heart burns for young people because life isn't always easy. And when you have God, still life isn't easy, but it's worth it knowing that Jesus laid down his life for you. You have a God who cares for you so greatly and a church that continues to encourage you. And that helps to keep me burning. We need to go back to the basics. We need to keep praying. Prayer allows God to speak to us. 1 John 5 verse 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Prayer unlocks us and allows us to move. Prayer attacks the enemy and prayer transforms situations and others. James 5 verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Keep seeking his will for your life. Proverbs 3 verse 6. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Keep reading and listening and meditating on the word. Joshua 1 verse 8. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Matthew 6 verse 6. When you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Psalm 119 verses 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 to 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do good work. 
We need to keep serving, church. Colossians 3 verse 23. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. So church, we need to keep the flame burning. Keep being on fire for Jesus. Because when we're on fire, we can see a change. We can see our goals reached. Let's continue to pray for salvations, pray for discipleship, relationships, and baptisms. Let's keep pressing into what he's calling you to do. Keep burning for the passion. In closing, I'm just going to recap the four points this morning. Remember what it looks like to have a heart on fire. We need to be stirred into action to move in faith. The destroyers of a burning heart and remember the testimonies and going back to basics. I'm just going to close in prayer. God, we thank you for church today. We thank you for your word and that we can be encouraged every single day. I pray right now for the hearts of our church and that our church can be on fire for you so that we can be mature Christians who seek you and take action. I pray for the call on our life to become obvious to us. And we pray that we can be encouraged to keep being on fire for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.